0: I'm I'm 25. I shouldn't be in all these positions. Then I'm like, oh, I'm
1: 38. Welcome to this Bible podcast. I know, the name's super creative. I'm your host, Sam Lewis, and I'm glad you're here. We'll be diving into the daily lectionary and I hope you'll find something that is maybe a little fun, maybe meaningful, and hopefully brings you closer to God. Let's dive in.
0: My name is Christina Shaver. I'm a pastor at St. Paul United Methodist in uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida. I have um, two kids, George and James. I call James the enforcer because he makes sure to enforce all rules that are out there at all times, even if it means, you know, practically uh, dragging his little brother across the room. And then I have George who is four. He's we call him George, the dragon slayer after St. George. And because George has had to, um, had four open heart surgeries. So we say he's slayed four dragons in his life and he'll continue to slay dragons for As long as he lives, which will be for many, many, many years, um, I am a believer that we as Christians can worship God together, that we can anything can be worked out if we see each other as loved by God, as children of God. And I am such a believer in walking through life together. And um, I am so grateful for the friendships I've made in the church. Um, I wouldn't be same person without them they have transformed me uh we are reading today from romans 8 18 through 24 so let's let's hear this i consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of god For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in the hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay, and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies, for in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? So yeah, that is our scripture for the day. It's our scripture
1: for the day. What stands out to you?
0: Oh, I think of a lot of things and I'm looking at the scripture. First of all, I can't help, but I, so um, if you read further into Romans, into Romans eight thirty eight through 39, it talks about how nothing can separate us from the love of God, not death, not fear, not angels, nor anything present, nor things to come can separate us from the love of God through Christ, Christ Jesus, our Lord. So um, that is a scripture that my church, we have a scripture of the year. And we say, and that is our scripture of the year for this year. And we say it together every Sunday. It's my sneaky way to convince United Methodists that they should memorize scripture uh, (laughs) because we don't do that and we should, Um, but it is just about how God's love is, can never, we we can never be separated from it. Even when it talks about, we consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. Um, It always reminds me that every season of life is not a permanent one. That hard times, great times, um, everything is a season. And um, I know that God is with us in all seasons, and especially in the hard ones. And that we can always, always live in that hope that we know that we will be with God now and forever. And that with the glory of God, we cannot just feel suffering, but we can feel like the fact that God's love is with us. We can feel joy. Um, we can see moments of joy in hard times. We can see blessings in hard times. And um, that we can be set free from this bondage that, you know, we kind of have this attitude of, everything's terrible right now and I hate it that we can see that there's always God's work to be done and we can always share God's love no matter what stage of life we are in and we can always receive God's love no matter what stage of life we are in. I know that um, Paul was writing this to Christians that were really being persecuted or they feared for their life or they had given up their like relationships with their family or made huge sacrifices to be a part of the, um, this Christian faith. And um, Paul was, you know, saying, take heart, like, this is not all there is. There's not just suffering, there's hope, there's joy. And I think as Christians, we should always lead from a place of hope, never from a place of shame. And um, that's a big thing I preach about in my church is that we always live in hope and we always know that no matter what we have done or sins we have had or mistakes we have committed, that we're never not useful to God, that God always sees our value and loves us. So, yeah, I think that's, that's that's my thing. That's all I got to say. Podcast done.
1: Over. All right. Have a great day, everyone.
0: (laughs) Um, I love that. The
1: idea that we always live in hope you know I I was really struck by this like um the present suffering is nothing compared to the coming glory that's going to be revealed to us like now I want to be careful because like I think it is one thing for me who has like you know just the regular suffering right just like average suffering um to be like, yeah, see, this is nothing. Uh, whereas there are people who are going through,
0: um,
1: difficult times that I can only partially even imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You Um, can walk with them, but you don't really understand it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, at the same time, like even for them, right. Like, uh, you're going to be blown away by what's coming, but you know, I have, um, someone in my life who, you know, lost a uh, child to suicide and their life is just not, there's not a lot of hope in their life. Right. Yeah. Um, And so it sometimes feels hard for me to kind of share this word uh, with somebody who doesn't, doesn't feel this word. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, Paul is sharing it with people who are who are really suffering
0: mm-hmm. so there's a there's definitely a tension there for me, yeah, I you know there there would have definitely been a point in my time where I would not have received this very well um, and it's only like looking back that I can see where God was moving um I'm not I don't remember if I talked about this last time or if like we've kind of heard my Thing about how, you know, George was really sick and he was like not getting better. And I was so mad. Um, and he just was in the hospital and he kept just losing weight and he kept he had fluid in his lungs that made it really hard for him to breathe. His oxygen just couldn't get above 80. And they, um, and you know, he was four months old at this point. Right. And you're just like, I'm just imagining the life that he's going to live. And then it's filled with doctor appointments and procedures, which it has been like, it has been filled with doctor's appointments and procedures. Um, but like my dad was reading the scripture to me that was like, you know, be faithful to God and all things. I don't remember what the scripture was, but I was like, are you effing kidding like are you right. kidding with this right now and he's like what do you mean and I said I am being faithful to God I believe with every single fiber of my being that God could heal my kid and God is not healing my kid and for that I was like I really hate God right now like yeah. I really hate God for withholding healing from my child and um and I just you know I just hung up the phone with my dad because he didn't need any more like sorrow on him. Um, But I just yelled at God, like rage yelled at God while driving down Highway 98. I'm glad I didn't get in a car accident. (laughs) Um, But just was like, I would spend my life telling everyone that you healed George, that like, this wasn't the doctors, this wasn't medicine. This was like, you healed George and everyone else is doing their part. The church is doing their part we are doing our part we're doing the best that we can this kid is perfect he's sinless he's this amazing child and you are causing him to suffer and um i just and i you know i just was like i hate you i hate you for doing this and then later on i was sitting at my computer I'm sure just staring into the abyss because i could not focus on anything and god's voice came to me Instead, George doesn't need a miracle, George needs time. And um, George has time. And um, I think that was one of those almost like on the road to Damascus conversion moments for me, because I was so close to just like like giving up on my faith and um not being able to worship, and God really pulled me back from that, and I've seen over time how god has been with george how it has taken tons of medicine and surgeries and doctors appointments but he's doing so well right now and that i know that if there's a period of time where he's not doing well that we will figure out a way to keep him going and we'll do that for his whole life however long that is and hopefully he outlives me um, but there's no we don't have any guarantees for anything and um and so there is a part of me that is always suffering a little bit, you know, like, but there's also a part of me that sees all of the blessings that have come out of this incredibly hard situation. And I'm, and I'm so grateful for them. Um, and on different days, it's different levels of gratefulness, but that is, um, that's life and I think, you know, we are always going to be, there's always going to be someone who's having a hard time. And I think if we can, like, I, I think the best thing as Christians is honestly just not to let them shut themselves up into like their own grief, but to be with them all the time and to walk with them in that grief and those hard moments. And um, know that sometimes the words of the scripture may not be enough, but maybe the presence of God can come to them through those words, or through the prayer, or just through our presence. There is something about being a holy presence for people, and I appreciate that people did that for me, because I feel like it kept me open to the voice of God when there was a time when I really wasn't, because grief really took everything from me. Grief really, like, it, experiencing that, experiencing that level of grief, we forget how much it unless you've experienced it, that it robs you of like being able to to do normal things. Uh, Like I couldn't read, I couldn't sing. I couldn't really like form thoughts the way I wanted to. And, um, it took a lot of people doing those things for me to get me through that. And so I I think that the power of community is so essential and we are—it's really hard because people generally don't want community. They want to be left alone. I feel like a lot of people want to be left alone, and that's the opposite of what we're called to be. And so um, that is just, you know, part of what we have to keep doing is keep showing up for people and keep being community for people and keep letting them be angry and being okay with being angry and be okay with the hard feelings they have and not try to minimize them but just know that God is with them and hopefully they'll be able to see that at some point because I couldn't see it then. Right. Um, but I, I can see it now. Um, but yeah, and just allow for, we make really irrational decisions during those times. And like, hopefully there's people who can be like, that's a terrible idea. Don't <laughs> stop, do stop, 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 <laughs> stop. Don't do that. So yeah.
1: Yeah thank you for sharing that it's just it's um I think it's a real testament to to your faithfulness that you were willing to say like God this is not okay and a testament to God's faithfulness that God said I I know it's not okay (laughs) like and I'm with you in that right and um you know I think there is power in acknowledgement right I mean in the scripture right there is an acknowledgement it's not like oh everything's fine it's like creation is groaning
0: yeah with labor pains like creation is groaning with labor pains but labor pains means something beautiful is going to come out of this pain like when you have a baby there's this like beautiful wonderful thing that needs you and you're like you can't even lift your own neck. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? <laughs> remember yeah. when you held James and he's like his neck was like flopping around? He was like two days old. Do you remember yeah, this? I do. Um, <laughs> You're like I'm going to hold this donut. I'm like I think so. I don't know. This is the first baby. I've really <laughs> I don't really had. baby a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, but that is you know, but something beautiful can come out of this even if it's not the beauty that you desire, but something beautiful can. Yeah. And I think, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just thinking about, you know, that uh, the end of the section we read that is like, if we see what we hope for, then that's not hope, right? Like, of course you can't see what's coming. Yeah. Cause then you wouldn't be hoping, right? Like
0: you would already know you would already know. You and know yeah. And a lot of people genuinely don't know that God's love is always with them. Even if they are in church, they don't know that. Like I, I was I decided on that scripture because on Christmas Eve I was looking around and I didn't recognize anyone in my church. I knew like, like there's probably 200, my church was like the, the, The sanctuary is small. It can only hold 200 people. And I recognized less than half of the people in that room. Like, so a lot of my church members go out of town on Christmas, they go see family, or they're not Christmas Eve people, which I totally understand. And so I was like, so many of these people don't know because just didn't, they may not know that God loves them. Like, that this birth, it was for not to condemn people, but to love people. And when you have that love, you can withstand so much, even if it's just breaking you down all the time. Like, cause unfortunately God may not give you more than you can handle, but life like certainly does. So I'm definitely, yeah. you know, like God, God does not do that, but life Life in general does, unfortunately.
1: There's a thing that I say at the end of every uh, neighboring dinner, which is the kind of dinner church um, that I run, which is like, you know, you are loved and there's not a damn thing you can do to change that. Right. So go and be loved and share that love. And I think that is, you know, essentially what we're talking about is that like,
0: People don't know they're loved. So like, we got to tell them. Yeah. And we have to show them and we, we have to let them help them find it in the scriptures and tell them the stories of Jesus and tell them the stories of the early Christians and all the many things that they went through to get to this point. So we could tell them, right. Like they're suffering. We still are bearing the fruit of that because they managed to get it all across the world. Like they didn't stop, no matter how many people were like, uh, "We would like for this to end now in our community." It didn't end, yeah. Because you can't ever like overpower the love of God. Right, and we're we're bearing the fruit of that.
1: Literally, hell and death couldn't hold that love back.
0: Literally, no, no, not even hell and death. And the first thing Jesus did was he comforted people who were in grief. And then yeah. said, "Go tell people what is happening."
1: Yeah. So. Oh, I'm so grateful for this conversation.
0: Thank
1: you. Um, I'm grateful for you and for you. your kind of vulnerability and passion and um, just the love that you bring to your congregation and to uh, everyone in your life. Thank
0: you. I'm very. I have a lot of people. I'm very glad to have in my life. Yeah, you know got a good husband he's pretty great so i'm a fan that was i know you are he's a fan of you he's a fan of you but yeah it was like the best decision i've ever made was to marry him like yeah. bar none like that that's it i can make poor decisions for the rest of my life but <laughs> it's all gonna be fine lock, locking that guy down was like a good one was a good one yeah so yeah will you pray for us Yes. Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, for this conversation. Thank you for um, Sam. Thank you for her love that she has for you, Lord, and for this world. I thank you. I give thanks for her family. Give thanks for her church. I thank you for um, my church and my family and for churches all across our country and our world who are just seeking to find ways to disciple your people seeking to find ways to share your love help us to be bold in our love to not put limitations on it to not put qualifiers on it but just to say yeah god loves you god loves you help us to be people that can see the fruit of suffering and see your presence with us in times of um, uncertainty and anxiety lord i just i thank you uh, for this conversation And that hopefully, Lord, this conversation plants a seed in someone's heart and they open their hearts to knowing you and allow themselves to be loved by you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you.